Week two is in the books besides two games, two games here on Monday night, one of which we are going to be talking about right now. The Cleveland Browns are heading to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh as a two and a half point underdogs with a lowly total of 38 and a half points. We're going to jump into this slate on DraftKings here on Showdown Coverage brought to you by SharpFootballAnalysis.com. It's nice to see Nick Chubb as the most expensive player on the slate, except it's interesting that he only played 49% of the snaps last week. Now, how much of that do we care? Two reasons. One, a terrible rain game where they just kind of blew the doors off the Cincinnati Bengals and didn't really get to see much in that game. Um, the second thing is he still had 18 carries and four four catches, had uh, over 100 total yards. So he was still still Nick Chubb. It was just really weird to see Jerome Ford get pretty much the same work as Kareem Hunt, if not more. So again, we don't know how much of that was due to the game. Maybe you don't want to expose uh, your best player or theoretically your second best player if Deshaun Watson ever returns to form um, to to the elements like that. So maybe the 49% doesn't stick and uh, Nick Chubb becomes a slam, jump, slam dunk at 12,200. That's pretty expensive for... Um, for his snap share. So you're really going to have to decide on this slate, how you feel about, uh, about how his usage is uh, actually going to pan out. So the, the over under 38 and a half, we don't really have a theme for this game. You could go either direction with either team. Usually if you have a, a three, four or five point spread, you have an offense that could really uh, hit their ceiling. If you're talking about the chargers or the chiefs or something like that, you're leaning into the team that's favored by three points because you also can see them, you know, putting up 30 points on their own. You don't really have that with either team in this game. So, there might be a lot of three by threes and they're going to have to be ugly three by threes because three by three is the most popular build. Um, but also you might just take a stand on a team and a 20 max and say, I'm going to run only Cleveland uh, four by twos or something like that. Um, so we have Deshaun Watson at 10,600 next. If you have to pick a passing attack uh, that you would like to, that you would like to stack, it would be the Browns. And Deshaun Watson at 10,600 is is fairly priced. Uh, the the difference between Deshaun Watson and Kenny Pickett is about the same as the 1,400 that separates the two. So totally fair price on both. You didn't get to see much from uh, Pittsburgh last week that would lead you to feel comfortable uh, stats, stacking Pittsburgh, and they're without uh, Deontay Johnson now. So it was bad already, and it got worse. Uh, Najee Harris at 9,400. He was also in a bit of a committee, although he had a far better share of the committee than, than Nick Chubb did, although Nick Chubb led in the touch category by quite a bit, obviously. But if you watched the game last week, Najee Harris just didn't look right. Um, somebody mentioned it looked like he was stuck in mud. It kind of did, unfortunately, as someone who's a huge fan of Najee Harris. I don't. I, I get that he was a first-round pick, uh, and I get that Jalen Warren was either a six-round pick or undrafted, I forget. But Jalen Warren looks significantly better, as crazy as it sounds, and we've seen crazier things in the world. So it's going to be really difficult. I know Najee Harris is beloved in Pittsburgh. He's beloved with the Steelers, but it's going to be very difficult for him to hold off Jalen Warren much longer with the way that he looked last week. And it might be week two that we see more from Jalen Warren just because the offense looked so abysmal last week that they need a spark. And Jalen Warren has provided a spark in the preseason and a little bit in the first game when given the opportunity. So I could definitely see that occurring. 
you have Amari Cooper. He's dealing with a growing injury. He was limited in practice uh, heading into week two. So um, you might be without the two top options in this game, uh, Amari Cooper and Deont- uh, Deontay Johnson. I'm leaning more towards he plays. But they have uh, they have a lot of good weapons if Amari Cooper is out. It's a little bit different with, with Pittsburgh where Pickens is pretty much the only player that we'll be excited about. Uh, if Amari Cooper misses, then you still have Elijah Moore, who we know is very talented, just couldn't really get it done with the Jets. And um, you also have Donovan Peoples-Jones, who I believe is pretty talented as well. David Njoku at 7,000 is a little bit expensive, um, especially since Harrison Bryant can get involved. I know Harrison Bryant kind of saved my week last week. I was playing the showdown slate with the Browns and uh, had Harrison Bryant in, in cash at 200 minimum, and he he called a touchdown and got me there. So Harrison Bryant will be involved. David Njoku is um, more he's not really more of the receiving threat. He's just more involved in general. He's just more involved in the offense. So the price makes – sense in that there's not a lot of other options if Amari Cooper's out, but 7,000 is just way, way too much uh, for him. I'm probably going to be looking to go a little bit lower than him. I mentioned Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore will be um, an incredible play at uh, 6,600 if uh, Amari Cooper misses. I mean, he'll he'll essentially be featured. He'll be the number one wide receiver. I feel like he's already been running ahead. He's he's pretty much been running ahead of Donovan Peoples-Jones since he got with Cleveland. So expect him to um, have an incredible game in whatever amount of passing they do in this game. It, it's not going to be a, um, a shootout by any means, which definitely means include the defenses more than you're um, more than you're usually comfortable with. Allen Robinson looked pretty nice last week uh, as someone who's just happy to see him playing okay football. You know, the last two goes for him have not uh, have not really panned out considering how talented he uh, he has proven to be or he has shown he could be uh, whatever way you want to look at it. It was nice to see him actually involved. I definitely thought that we'd be going into the week two showdown slate and seeing Allen Robinson as like a $2,000 player. So seeing him in actually a feature role, you see right there, he got 11.4 points. A lot of that was PPR, which is good. It means he's getting targeted at 6,200. Allen Robinson's like a good run back. If you wanted to do something like, especially since Deontay Johnson is out, if you wanted to do something like a Cleveland four by two and run it back with like Kenny Pickett and a receiver, Allen Robinson's fantastic for that. If you wanted to do like Jalen Warren and Allen Robinson and hope that Allen Robinson's just uh, racking up the PPR points, that's uh, fair as well. Uh, George Pickens correlates a little better to Kenny Pickett in that uh, Pickens is uh, where his ceiling lies is like a long touchdown. You know, one of those flashy plays that we've seen him make, that's kind of where, uh, you pair him with Kenny Pickett. If you want to go to the Allen Robinson route, you can kind of get away from Pickett and go with uh, a piece like the uh, Jalen Warren or, or Najee Harris, I guess, technically is not completely out of the player pool. Pat Fryermuth was was fairly involved, 5,800. Um, we wondered what uh, Daryl Washington would, would do to this. Daryl Washington's just a, uh, just a tackle and a very good one, might I add. We saw him pancaking Mr. Bosa, so... Um, he's not going to factor in in the receiving game, and I don't think anybody cares. He's uh he's a massive human being that uh that plays like a plays like a left tackle, but uh can run routes occasionally, perhaps. So don't worry about that with Patrick Fryermuth. It's just five thousand eight hundred. 
you don't feel great about, but you're going to look at a lot of these prices this late when you go to build your lineups and say, I don't feel great about that, that player. So you're going to have to throw the, um, you're going to have to throw the the salary out in this one. This is the kind of game where I don't even like to look at my lineups after I've built them. Like I'll set my rules. I'll build my 150 or I'll build my 20 or whatever I'm doing. And then I'm just, that's what I'm putting into DraftKings. I'm not going to, you know, usually I like to just kind of breeze over them and make sure there's nothing egregious standing out that I let slip through the cracks that I didn't make a rule for uh, in this game. I think it's just going to be uh, set my basic rules and, and, set my parameters and whatever comes out is kind of what I'm going to go with because I'm not going to feel great about any of them. Now you get to Donovan Peoples-Jones at 5,000. So everybody shifts up with Amari Cooper out if he does miss with that groin. If he's active, I think that I'm probably comfortable just playing him as if he's healthy. For one, I need him if I'm going to be stacking the Browns, which is probably what I'm going to end up doing. Um, And then uh, for two, with a soft tissue injury, I think, I'm pretty comfortable with the fact that teams are not going to play these guys uh, with any lingering soft tissue issue. Like if you're not 100% with a soft tissue, if it's like um, Travis Kelsey with a bone bruise or something like that, I can see them putting him out there. It's pain tolerance. It's not going to get worse. A growing, you're just asking to get to get, to pull your growing. So I expect if Amari Cooper's active, I'm going to play him as if he's 100%. If he's out, everyone moves up. Donovan Peoples-Jones moves up. He he finds himself in uh, Elijah Moore's role from last week. So at 5,000, that would be fantastic. And that would let us fit so many good players. I mean, we'll be able to fit Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb um, on a pretty regular basis if we get Donovan Peoples-Jones and Elijah Moore as the top two wide receivers. And then we'll just have to get unique in, in how we play our one or two Pittsburgh Steelers in that case. You've got Calvin Austin the third who had some involvement uh, early, which was kind of surprising. And then he got a price hike up to 4800 So not really someone I'm super excited to, to play. But with Deontay Johnson out, obviously everybody kind of scoots up. But uh, Austin is kind of like what you wanted um, – like, like maybe, maybe like, um, I don't even a Percy Harvin light, I guess is how they want him to be, but like really, really light. Right. So he's, uh, they, they want him to be like their kind of jet sweep guy. Let's use a better example, like Nicole Harmon or something like that. I think that's what they wanted out of Calvin Austin way, way undersized. Right. But, um, to get him involved in week one was promising to see for, for dynasty people for sure. But, not something that I project long-term, even with Deontay Johnson out. So 4,800, I think I'd rather get to Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think I'd rather pay up just a little bit for Patrick Fryermuth, but definitely not someone worth admitting from the player pool because he does have that ability to do some of the that gadget stuff that could could produce a huge play. Uh, be overweight on the Browns and the Steelers. Uh, don't be afraid to play on both in the same lineups in large field and small field. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that, but it is an ugly game and you know, we're not going to be the only geniuses that think to play uh, to be a little bit overweight on the defense, but we could probably be uh, more overweight than a lot of the field. Harrison Bryant at uh 2,200. I, so I already talked about Jalen Warren. He had a pretty big, um, he had a pretty big piece of the pie for the um, running backs last week, but neither of them really got anything productive done. Uh, he looked, looked a lot better than Najee Harris but I mean I'm I'm not an NFL scout so 
it's going to be difficult to uh, determine how that shakes out. But what helps us a lot is the massive price difference between Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. I mean, the price difference between the two is not at all indicative of how close they are in actual uh, production at this point. And it just seems as though it's trending that Warren is going to have to start taking a little bit more of that work. So now we're now we're at Harrison Bryant last week. I think he was minimum price when I played him. Now he's at 2,200 because he caught the touchdown. If he didn't catch the touchdown, I think he had two targets uh, and maybe eight yards or something like that. So he's not as exciting as when he was 200. 200 was just an easy play. He's going to be involved in the offense uh, without a touchdown. Not great at 2,200. That doesn't mean that he's not a touchdown candidate. Uh, he's been good at that since he's entered the league. So I could see him paying off 2,200. He really pays it off when he catches a touchdown. Uh, at 2,200, you're looking for probably about three catches for whatever amount of yards to feel good about it. I don't know that he gets to three catches. Maybe with Amari Cooper out, you feel a little bit better about that. Actually, definitely. If Amari Cooper is out, you feel a little bit better about Harrison Bryant because they'll run some more two tight end sets with Njoku and Bryant. And uh, it's not that Bryant... Bryant earns targets when he's on the field consistently. He just needs to be on the field consistently to earn the targets. So I will be more interested in him if Amari Cooper's out. If he's not, uh, if Amari Cooper is not out, then Harrison Bryant's just going to be someone that I keep in the player pool, someone that I have you know a little bit of exposure to in 150 max or, or 20 max, but but not much, not much at all. Um, you see Anthony McFarland is out, so that's just a little bit of a boost for Jalen Warren. McFarland played a little bit last week, but. It was going to be a, a Warren and, and Harris backfield anyways. Um, Jerome Ford is the most interesting. He, you see he only had 2.6 points, but he did play on uh, 41% of the snaps last week. So he was he was plenty involved. You had uh, 41% of the snaps for Ford and 49% of the snaps for um, Nick Chubb. Of course, Nick Chubb has Nick Chubb line, uh, 18 touches, 100 yards, four catches. Uh, Jerome Ford gets 2.6 points with pretty much the same same snap share. So that's just how it's going to be when Nick Chubb's on the field. He's getting the ball. But um, to be to score points, you need to be on the field first and foremost, and Jerome Ford is. So did he earn more last week? It's difficult to say because of the rain. Um, maybe he was only in 40% of the snaps because of the rain. But nonetheless, 400 points for a player that's going to see the field uh, roughly 40% of the time is is fantastic and and if he breaks one of those he breaks the slate and he's in everyone's lineup so if you have to pick a punt play uh jerome ford is going to be the punt play that you're going to want to run with so let's go ahead and build some of these lineups so we'll start with something with deshaun watson so let's just assume that um that uh amari cooper is going to be in for this one and then we'll build one with amari cooper out so we'll go um deshaun watson amari cooper uh, to start out, and then you're going to want to pick one of like Elijah Moore or Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, we'll we'll make it a little bit harder on ourselves and go with Elijah Moore. We've already priced ourselves out of uh, Nick Chubb here, just going to Sean Watson and Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore. So we'll probably want to go down to someone like uh, Jalen Warren. All right, so now we're sitting at Deshaun Watson at captain, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Jalen Warren. And then we're going to need to fill these last two spots. We've got a little bit of money. I'll just show you what happens with Nick Chubb. I mean, uh, you you could throw Nick Chubb in there, but he did catch four passes last week. So I guess he's not ex not necessarily uh, negatively correlated with Deshaun Watson, but we know how Nick Chubb 
um, typically produces. I will say one thing that Jalen Warren lets you do, if if you do buy that Jalen Warren is going to take more of a workload, then you don't necessarily need to consider him a punt. You can consider him more of like a quote-unquote free square at 3000 so then you can feel good about another $3,000 player like uh, Harrison Bryant here. This is a nice five-by-one in like a huge field tournament. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Jalen Warren, Nick Chubb, Harrison Bryant. Like that, that is a plenty viable lineup. It is a um, Cleveland Browns onslaught, which if you feel like they can, I mean, given what the Browns did to the um, to the Cincinnati Bengals last week, it would be uh, not that crazy to see them boat race the um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. But it just it's really difficult to say with the rain how how that impacted the game. But this is a lineup you can consider if you. Um, subscribe to that that fact that uh cleveland browns are actually good and uh the Bengals are much better than the than the steelers um so let's back out of that one let's pretend uh Mari cooper's out that makes this a lot easier and we'll include nick chubb again like i said i don't know that he's necessarily negatively or positively correlated with sean watson because he could take one of those four targets to the end zone four is not trivial for a running back especially one like nick chubb uh it's just that it's kind of, I mean, you can see Nick Chubb have a ceiling game where Deshaun Watson only has eight points, and that would not be unheard of. So, uh, assuming Amari Cooper is out, uh, you've got Elijah Moore and Donovan Peoples Jones in there. And then uh, you're looking at two spots, probably going to throw Jalen Warren in there again. And then we've got 7,300 to work with. Uh, your David Njoku, your Allen Robinson. Probably do something like Allen Robinson here, leave a thousand on the table. So, uh, Deshaun Watson at captain, Nick Chubb, Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples Jones, Jalen Warren, Allen Robinson. And uh, let's go ahead and build one more here. We're going to do one with Nick Chubb at captain. So, you see, I'm, I'm pretty much, um, I'm pretty much investing in the in the Browns winning this game, and I feel like they have the better opportunity to put up uh, to overachieve in their total. So, Nick Chubb at captain, I'll throw, um, Deshaun Watson in, and I'll just put him with one of his receivers. I really like Elijah Moore, especially if um, Amari Cooper is out. So I'll throw Elijah Moore in there. Um, and then we will go ahead and put in like a – I think Pickens really works out well with Pickett if we can afford it. Uh, no, not even close. Yeah, I should have known that. So Nick Chubb at captain, Deshaun Watson, Elijah Moore, um, George Pickens. Like I said earlier, you kind of do want to pair Pickens with um, – with Pickett, but if he if he scores a long touchdown, it's not you know um, he could get it done on his own. Jalen Warren, three thousand left, and you have your Harrison Bryant again, which is okay. So uh, Nick Chubb at captain, Deshaun Watson, Elijah Moore, George Pickens, Jalen Warren, and Harrison Bryant. The last thing I want to touch on is just uh, being comfortable saving, leaving a lot of salary on the table in this one. These games just get ugly between this division; they they always are. So uh, don't feel like you need to take somebody out of this lineup and try to fit somebody else in, especially if you consider that Jalen Warren should be probably like 4,500 or something like that. But that's going to be do it for this week's Monday night uh, showdown coverage brought to you by uh, sharpfootballanalysis.com. I'm your host, Adam Wildy. Thank you so much for coming out and we will catch you all next week. Peace.